Welcome to the Flat White and Black Coffee podcast. I'll be one of your hosts, Jack Murphy-Jones. And I'll be the other, Jordan Robinson. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You say the first bit and I'll say the bit after. Okay. Welcome to the Flat White and Black Coffee podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Robinson. We've got a bit of interference there. Do we? Yeah, No, just with your um, table, with your chair and shit, you just need to not move. Shut up, Robin. Welcome to the Flat White and Black Coffee podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Robinson. And I'm your other host, Jack Murphy-Jones. And on this podcast, we discuss many of things. What those things are, we can't tell you right now. In this podcast, we are joined by one of our closest friends, a guy who has been with us from day one, Mr. Tom Romney. So, let's get into this fucking podcast. So, basically, what you're on about, what podcast? What podcast? Yeah, what do you mean? Elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've come to chat about old school times. Expound. Expound. <laughs> <laughs> um, what better place to do it than on Shorty Road where we grew up? And, uh, I didn't grow up there. <laughs> Let's say we all grew up in the vicinity. That's fair. I could have just fucking leave. Yeah, so uh, we all grew up in uh, Shottery. Uh, which is in Stratford upon Avon, a nice little town in uh, the heart of Warwickshire, yeah. And uh, it's quite well known because there was a little man called, I don't know if he's little, <laughs> William <laughs> Shakespeare, and he little wrote William. a few sonnets and plays over the time. And uh, I don't know why I'm rambling about Shakespeare. Do you want to take <laughs> yeah, it? No one cares about Shakespeare, mate. Probably <laughs> not listen to this anyway. Sorry if you've tuned out after that rambling, but uh, so basically we're just here to chat about old times um, and see how much of it we can fucking remember. To be honest, steer us in the right direction, Robin. Um, so today we are joined by the one and only Tom Bromley, which I'm Tom sure Bromley. if you listen to this, you probably have no idea who I am, and that's fine. Go and check out his socials at T Bromley. He's a he's a great guy. We've known him for many years. He's done many a stupid thing, but oh, yeah. somehow we've remained tight through it all. Uh, I'm joking. He hasn't really done that many stupid oh, things. But a lot of our has. lot of our memories involve doing stupid things. My first memory of specifically you two. You two were always the instigators of everything. <laughs> At primary school, it was always you two would like start the shit. What type of shit? And then just like, everything. There was it one was particular like... scenario with the skipping rope where someone who was running through the playground, who I won't name for various <laughs> reasons, but we uh, extended the skipping rope when he was running full power with his arms out behind him, pretending to be Superman, and we tripped him up when he was at, I think it's fair to say, terminal velocity, and it did cause a few, uh, a few bumps, and there was many tears. But luckily, when the teachers ran over to see what had happened to his name was Alistair then it, was, right. it was oh, we, we kind of tricked him up and he fell over and kind of hurt himself and he's crying but then we kind of then after we tricked him up ran over to see if he's okay mm. and everyone kind of praised just and said oh well done for looking after him 
even though we were the ones that had tripped him up. See, I've erased it from my memory that I had any involvement. <laughs> I had no idea. I, had, I, I, I thought I had no involvement, but <laughs> reflecting, it makes sense that me and you did it. And I also do remember that as soon as he tripped over, we instantly felt guilty. Yeah. <laughs> instantly. There wasn't a moment of laughter. There was a moment of, oh, fuck. I'd like, hurt this kid. I'd like to put one caveat in here that, like, we were probably eight or something. Or oh, yeah. We were very young, yeah. And, like, it's funny now to laugh back at, um, you know, 15, 18 years later. <laughs> he probably later, still hates you. But um, it's, a, it's a very cruel thing to do. It was a very cruel thing to do. And we're not all assholes on this podcast today. But we've done some funny and uh, weird shit. And you I'm haven't sure introduced that... yourself, Murphy. Oh, sorry. So yeah. to the left of me is... Uh, Jack Murphy Jones. And uh, we're still working out the kinks of this podcast, you know. Um, my good friend John Robinson came up to me 20 years ago to this day <laughs> saying we should start back here as more. He just moved here from America. <laughs> Completely lost the accent. Have we introduced you yet? No, we haven't. No. I'm John Robinson. Um, let's get into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of that chapter. Um, so for this podcast, I guess we were... It's so hard to find a flow for a podcast. Oh, you know, just let it happen. You know, just let it happen. That's so true. Somebody's introduced a topic. So, Jordan, you had a topic for today. Yes, yeah, so no, I was thinking about doing, well, Matthew was thinking about doing all-nighters. No, I thought you thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, all-nighters, basically. Yeah. Because um, I think we, we've shared, us three to collectively have shared quite a few all-nighters. Mm. Not so much recently, probably. But um, How much can you remember about, like, the first time you even like thought about an all-nighter because I remember like as a kid you used to think you were really cool like pulling an all-nighter mm. and you, you felt like superior to other people like oh yeah I did an all-nighter the weekend but like I don't ever remember the first all-nighter I ever pulled. I think there was like a natural progression where like we'd start staying over at each other's houses mm. and then like when everyone's parents would go to bed we'd put on like you know, late night TV, perhaps yeah, it was yeah. Babe Station, and you'd start watching <laughs> it. was it. Babe Station. Uh, I don't think know. that was the start of it. No, but then I think it progressed and people were doing all nighters watching perhaps naughty TV they should yeah. be watching at maybe, I don't know, 13 years old. But and still after, in the house. Still in the house. Yeah. And then after kind of yeah. done that for a year, I think it's by about 14, you start thinking, well, we've done everything we that interests in yeah. the house. What happens if we go out and do, you know walk to Tesco's and go yeah. buy some ice cream maybe that's definitely where it progressed to I mean as young kids and as young male kids we would watch all the porn channels on Sky that we could if we could get a free porn film to watch for a little bit we'd be like we've hit the jackpot yeah. we shouldn't be seeing this we're watching this. Yeah, exactly. So. Quite soft porn, though, I might say. Oh, it, was, yeah, it was just boobs out. I don't even think you could yeah, it. Yeah, it was like sex cetera. It was, it was, it was yeah, kind of that. like a page three kind of. It was just some, some woman sat there with yeah. I mean, a headset on and occasionally she'd it would, it, so. Yeah, it would be porn and it would also be playing games and also um, wrestling. Like we, when we were kids, we used to like wrestling quite a lot. So I guess wrestling was on quite late. True, yeah. So we would have watched that as well. Yeah. And um, like WrestleMania, SummerSlam, yeah. that kind of stuff. The Undertaker returning from the dead still, yeah. still gives me nightmares. But I still can't remember the first All Nighter I pulled. Uh, I feel like I it must be around Bromley's house. A few of the early ones. I think so. I remember one in Matt Ward's garden. I remember that one. Where we stayed in his tent. We need to touch on that. That, that comes later, later maybe. Yeah, that was a massive 
That's I'm trying to think earlier than that. Um, um, possibly your dad's house, maybe. Yeah. No, I remember there being a few there, but I still can't remember the first time. But we didn't even do much when we did these all-nighters. I mean, the, the height of the night would be going to a supermarket or yeah. somewhere where it's quiet and... Being kids, it, I think it made us feel a bit more adult than we were. Yeah. So we were like, we knew we weren't meant to be out at that time, yeah. but we felt uh, a sense of accomplishment in doing it. Just the fact that, like, um, how you were saying, Murph, um, when we were on the street at night, we'd hide from, like, cars. Yeah, if a car went past, like, we'd, like, they run into would the bushes. Care, like, that we were out. I know, it like, doesn't make sense. It makes it? no sense at all. There was there was one scary moment though on that on the bridge, wasn't there? One that you remember now. Yeah, we were walking to Tesco's from someone's house, and there was a drunk middle-aged guy walking home on his own. Who who was it? It was me, you, just uh, three. On Tempsey, Matt Ward, Andy Humphreys, just te- George Taylor, Flora Wells, possibly a good a good sized group. Yeah. And then he kicked off at us. For some unbeknown reason, and it caused us all to scatter and run in yeah. different directions. And well, he pushed George in a bush, and then I think he <laughs> confronted me and Flora, and we got so, so scared that like we'd never had an altercation with yeah. a drunk adult at this time. Yeah, we were still young, and uh, we legged it and hid in Morrison's map. He's coming! He's coming! No, he's not coming! He's coming! He's coming! No, he's not coming! I don't and, know why uh, we were so scared. No, I don't know really. But you're kids. You knew you were. We were doing something that we weren't allowed to do yeah. and already it was uh, it was already kicking off yeah. I mean one of my first memories would have been staying around Bromley's or if we were in the garden or something or at Jordan's and we'd even like we'd go out the back door or something mm. try and not make as much noise as possible so even doing that was like an yeah. adrenaline rush yeah, it's like don't want the parents to hear us. Like yeah, the, yeah. we're leaving the room, leaving the house, and then their their rooms right up there. Yeah. So doing all that, it felt like you were on a mission. Yeah. Which, going back to our childhoods, we were doing missions all the fucking time. We'd leave the house in the morning with not an idea, not a clue what to do, and we'd set a mission for the day, and fuck me, we'd accomplish it. Well, we kind of <laughs> no made, matter what it was, we'd make the mission up during the day, wouldn't we? Oh yeah, hundred percent. We just meet up and then work out where the day's gonna go. It could, yeah, it could have involved anything, but usually it would have been making a den or finding a weapon. The one thing I remember, like massively dominating our childhood, is just riding bikes. Always. We literally, wherever we went, we'd just be on a bike because it was the quickest mode of transport that we could get our hands on. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about you guys, but I haven't ridden a bike in absolute years. Really? I haven't owned yeah. a bike in ten years, I reckon. No. I did a I did the full greenway to our master the other day. Did you? Yeah, See, 12 I miss miles it so much. I miss you riding bikes. It was just such a massive part of our lives for so long. Mm. It just felt so freeing. Even just like go up to top of Borden Hill and just cycling down. That's crazy to felt like an accomplishment. Because that's quite a sketchy. It like, is. We used to go we used to go so fast down there yeah. with the drains on the side as well. Like if yeah. you clipped into one of the drains you could have seriously hurt yourself. Exactly. Um, but yeah, getting back to all-nighters, we, there were times when we'd get picked up by a friend, and bearing in mind, we were probably 15 or so at the time. It first properly started in year nine, I reckon. Yeah, year yeah. nine sounds about I right. I think that was the time when we were allowed to sleep at our friends' houses, 
in the tent in the garden mm. when you're 14 that was quite exciting was in the then mm. you, could, you know listen to your music through a speaker or do whatever and I think it progressed from there where we're already you know basically well we're outside and out you know out of earshot well, exactly. of people's parents it's much yeah. easier to get away from the house without being caught yeah so it's it a taste of freedom I think more than anything being unsupervised isn't it yeah and like we would we were yearning for that I think in a way we wanted to be older than we were yeah and um, how old were we when we um, the night of when we stayed at Wardo's in the tent? How old was that, do you reckon? Yeah, um, nine or ten, maybe. Yeah, I can't see it being any later than that because it would have been before like GCSEs and shit. Probably. See, I can't remember many times staying around Wardo's, but that was probably one of the early times. Yeah, well, uh, let's go to that night. So. We're in Wardo's tent, and yeah. from what I remember, we're in a small tent. We're in a small like tent a, like for like quite a few of us. Yeah. yeah, we're in a four-person tent, and there's maybe six of us. Yeah, and we already know what the plan is. We've basically gone through the whole day deciding that we're going to break out in the middle of the night. Yeah, 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 I can't remember how we got out. Did we climb over the wall? Yeah, no, we did. We climbed. I'm pretty sure the side fence, wasn't it? No, it was a trap. Pretty sure it was onto because he had a shed at the back of his garden, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was climbed onto the shed and then jumped onto into the, the track track there. Yeah, yeah. Shit, yeah. So that would have been it. And then we would have planned to leave the tent at about twelve, one o'clock, something like that. Yeah. Well, I think going back a little bit when we were in the tent, we probably would have eaten snacks and just talked, listened to music, whatever kids did. Well, I remember that was the the one and only time I've ever tried Oh, yeah, we smoked the little glass... Yeah, was it a glass bomb or was it a Yeah, it was a glass bomb. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember getting particularly high off it. I just remember it being a new experience, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, we... We left for Tesco's, but Wardo stayed behind with... I don't think we went Tesco right away. Where I we reckon go? we went Kes Gardens first. Uh, so Kes yeah. Gardens we'd go into town and we'd make it like a mission going into town because we'd be like we'd be gassing yeah. we'd, be sh we'd be shouting all sorts of stuff and uh, well, we weren't allowed in Kes Gardens as well no it Kes Gardens was shut yeah. so Kes Gardens for anyone that doesn't know what it is who's listening who isn't from Stratford Benavent is basically just uh, a privately owned gardens which is looked after by the local boys private secondary school mm -hmm. Quite, you know, uh, yeah. grand gardens, really big hedges yeah. and stuff, big gates around it, and we used to sneak in there and do very little. I think really well, at night, yeah. have a few cans of beer, maybe a few, uh, you know, cigarettes with some working back in yeah. it. Um, I remember one experience from Kes Gardens is being in there. There was like a pretty big group of us, and I can't remember who was throwing up. Was it, it might it might have been you, or it might have been like Lizzie or somebody. Um, but I remember, Murph, you going over to the person throwing up, hearing them throwing up, and then you start throwing up as really? well. Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I geez. don't know why. Um, but yeah, we'd like break into Kes Gardens and just sit on some benches and literally do nothing. Absolutely nothing. But we'd like, I think we'd scare ourselves because yeah. there used to be statues in there. And we'd be like, is that someone over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, we'd just make up like little things, little scenarios for us to like, I don't yeah, know, yeah, just yeah. get spooked. Um, and then we ended up bumping into, into a girl we all know called Flora, who's a lovely girl uh, from Stratford. And I think maybe her and Andy were seeing each other at the time or something. Yeah, I remember that. 
and we just basically were just wandering about aimlessly with not care in the world and we decided to go to Tesco mm. so as we said there was a little altercation where we got pushed on a bridge and that's basically the gist of it was that the same night? it was the same night yeah yeah because there was all of us together um, so that was probably before Tesco maybe but that was before but I feel like we got stopped by the police that night and they asked what we were doing yeah. and we said we we're going to Tesco to get full English breakfast I remembered that yeah, yeah. yeah. was that the night when Andy Humphreys got the Ben and Jerry's from Tesco that's yeah. exactly where we right. needed to yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, do you want to go into that <laughs> Ben and Jerry's situation I'll, I'll, I'll let you cover it mate you're doing it so eloquently so fast okay thank you very much um, yeah so we go to Tesco and we're basically just walking around, it's quiet, you know, Tesco stacking the shelves. We've been into Tesco multiple times since mm. that time at night, and we know what it's like. But back then it was all new, mm. there were staff members listening to radios, it just felt like we weren't meant to be in there. Yeah. So we get some food, some snacks, whatever, and I, we, I feel like I've got cookies or donuts, you know, as a kid that's just like <laughs> sweet. I've got pink panthers too. Oh, classics, classics. I need to give a, just a little shout out to Mr. Messies and Mr. Bumps. <laughs> they were little uh, soft gum sweets that they used to do at Tesco. And also, did you know that pink They've panthers... been discontinued for years, but let's bring them back. <laughs> pink, pan, uh, pink panthers are actually vanilla flavoured. Oh, they really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what other flavour have they been? Uh, yeah, pink dyes pink. Yeah, I think so. Oh, they're bloody tasty. It makes sense. Like, you wouldn't expect them. To, they're not strawberry, are they? No, no, no. Um, Do Anyway, um, So, yeah, basically we all get food and one of us decides to nick a tub of Ben & Jerry's, which isn't the smartest uh, idea in the world when Tesco's is basically dead. And, <laughs> and it's covered co- with CCTV yeah, cameras. Yeah. Covered with CCTV yeah. cameras. We're the only ones in the store <laughs> and we're a bunch of kids. Yeah. Which... Clearly, in the large group, yeah, making loads of noise. Absolutely, probably all like dressed in loads of clothes as well to keep warm. Um, As soon as we walk out, one of us gets pulled aside. Well, actually, you've missed a crucial part. I remember we're playing at the tills, and then uh, two security guards came over. What a security guard in a store uh, checkout person, and he said, "Guys, uh, if you're not going to buy anything, you're going to have to leave." And uh, what happened was uh, we were kind of finished scanning our stuff and then we left and they kind of escorted us to the entrance. At which point when, I'm assuming we named the person that took the ice cream. We've already kind of hinted at it, don't we? Andy. Okay. After he stepped out the store, they then grabbed him and said, you know, we've been watching you on the cameras and we've seen you take that ice cream. I don't know what flavour of Ben and Jerry's it was, but it must have been worth it. Um, Yeah, so he took the Ben and Jerry's and got pulled aside, I guess. And as we went out, we didn't really know what to do. Did we? I don't think we helped the situation. Well, like, you know, we were young kids, probably 14. They were, like, two fully grown men, probably quite burly. So, you know, one of them was a security guard. And yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure we just... I remember Andy, like, screaming quite hysterically. And being like, get off me, get off me. And we were just, like, completely shook. And I'm pretty sure we did, you know, the thing that all the little friends do and, like, scatter and run and do nothing to help. 100%. Um, I think we scattered and ran. And then... Maybe two minutes into the scatting, we decided, oh shit, maybe we should go back. And by that point, I think a massive police van had arrived, and basically, we it was a no-go zone for us. We just we danger just, zone. We just wished him the best and went on our ways. That's all we could do. <laughs> the funniest thing about it, though, for me, was after we saw that he got like arrested, 
instead of just walking back like the normal way back home, we were like, oh, we better like stay off the streets and like walk back the longest possible way back. Do you remember which way we walked back? No. Oh, park, park and ride or something? Or yeah, like... we walked like through that random estate. Okay. But none uh, of us knew like the way. Oh, the top of Birmingham Road. Oh, yeah, 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 I do remember. Yeah. And it took us like... Oh, it's amazing. Oh, oh isn't crikey. It? Yeah. And then we went yeah. past the back of like Timothy Bridge Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because like, we thought that they were after us. Oh, that's yeah. I don't. I didn't remember that, but it's brought it back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's definitely a night that stood out to me. Um, and then from there, basically, I think we just went. Wanted to do all nighters more and more. Yeah. It got a bit more easier because we started staying at your dad's house, True. which was usually empty. Yeah. So fortunately enough, um, Jordan's dad's house was basically in the centre of where we all lived. Um, we would all go there and have a nice lounge area to chill in. 55-inch TV, games yeah. console, all the games. <laughs> yeah, that's and true. other, you know, means to entertain ourselves. Um, yeah, the Austin Powers trilogy, the Blade trilogy, all these fucking films that we've watched probably endlessly. It was uh, a perfect house for teenagers, wasn't it, really? Because you had, yeah. you know, your little basketball court with the hoop, you had a football net, you had a, you had a, a big, nice machine. Uh, yeah, you know, machines. you had that Great. big like padding pool yeah. slash swim pool and uh, table tennis. yeah table tennis it had all the facilities and also it's the fact that your dad because he's always away working which we'll, I guess we can come on to his line of work you know another time or later mm. essentially that his house was our house growing up yeah, and it was just like our HQ for causing yeah, mayhem yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that was like the focal point for like so much like stupidity which yeah. would happen in our formative years from about 14 to 15 yeah, our kids two years where there's just lots of really quite silly things that 14 and 15 year olds should be doing yeah not you know particularly harmful to other people no, no, no. and you know i think it was better that very mischievous however though yeah even though my dad probably knew that we were doing some stupid shit and like probably all of our parents did as well that I think they were probably happier that we were doing it somewhere in a safe environment safe yeah. than like just on the streets or in town or somewhere mm. we could actually cause other people harm do you know what I mean well so I think we were a pretty strong circle of friends as well we were, we'd been yeah. friends for a while and I think we'd hung out all the time yeah. even though like there's a year between us two and Bromley yeah. here like we would always chill together no matter yeah. what so we knew we were, I think our parents knew we were all safe together. Yeah. It was always a bit jarring whenever we were like at your dad's house and he'd come home. Yeah. Because he'd be like, oh shit, you do live here as well. <laughs> like, I've been yeah, living yeah. here all week, basically. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah, we were definitely there more than he was. 100%. Definitely. We probably wore his clothes more than he does <laughs> as well. Yeah. I'm sure there was a two year period where I was wearing Patrick's clothes more than he was, man. Those big trench coats. 100%. Wearing them, and uh, you know, it was just. Um, Those garments you just can't throw out, you know, you've got to keep a hold of. And damn, we sported them all the time. We'd go to Morrison's in them. We'd, I think we used to go to, um, is it Emily Bark's house or something? Okay, Marcus. Marcus's house. Yeah. We used to go up there and. Um, God, we do all sorts of sh shit. I mean, we said this when we were pre-recording some stuff before, mm. and like I felt like we had such a control over Shottery yeah, yeah. as a place that um, I don't know. I felt like, in a way, like we were in the top of our games in this area back yeah. then, and it was because the world hadn't opened up to us yet. Massive, yeah, massive. Yeah. Like, we hadn't quite 
prematured enough. Well, none of us were driving or anything no. really at that point. Yeah. Or Stratford was still a big place to us, mm -hmm. and Shotry was becoming a small place, which it is now to us. One of my best memories of, well, <laughs> probably one of my best and one of your worst, probably, but. Um, <laughs> oh dear, <here> can't <laughs> wait to hear this. Um, is, I don't even know what the occasion was. I think it was just that we were, um, we were just drinking one night. We just, it was probably a Friday night, decided to go out and get a load of booze. Oh, how old were we, do you reckon? 13, 14, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I know where this one's going. I know exactly where this <laughs> one's going. And um, yeah, we were, we were all drinking. From me, you bought like a massive bottle of vodka. Well, I hadn't. I, the, kind of hadn't? the tactic was that we'd always go into town with like a little change, which would kind of, you know, pull together from however we got money at 14. God knows, probably allowed pocket money, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And then we'd find the local kind of hobo slash crackhead <laughs> hanging about and say, you know, we've got like eight pounds. Can you go into... Guess one stop and get us some. It was either Strongbow or. I remember it being vodka. I swear I remember it being yours because. Anyway, regardless of whose it was, what happened from what I can remember is. I believe your dad bought it that night. Yeah, I feel like it was yours. It was your dad. No, the straight vodka. Yeah. Oh no, I I had bought it, but we had paid a, tr a homeless person to buy it on our behalf. He'd, that's like what I was saying is it's how often we bought alcohol. We'd get a homeless person to buy it on the last because yeah, yeah. we were no, no, we would, yeah. I mean, underage. No, of course, no, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, one thing led to another, and you ended up smashing it on the basketball court. Um, and you I've were, got pictures of that night. Have you what, actually? Yeah, there's a picture of Bromley where he's like he's wearing this massive black hoodie which got all these like crown logos or something on it he's wearing a beanie and these like um wayfarer glasses <laughs> and he's holding bottles like this or something and you're gonna uh, have to find those pictures i think it, it, it was us three and matt ward i think that's what, what it was yeah and, and after you smashed it <laughs> you just got the water works came out <laughs> but you just no you got angry first so you punched a hole in the fence and then you must have like hurt yourself and <laughs> you started crying. Yeah. So we went inside. Um, and well, during this time, I think, was, I think you thought you'd let down your dad or something. And we were like, well, you haven't. And you're like, I've hurt, I've, I've hurt Steve's feelings or something. I can't remember. I think it's because I thought like, I wouldn't drink. That, that was, was it. Because Dad had, at this point, got an inkling we were going around to George's dad's house to drink yeah. or, you know, do something. Uh, no surprise, our parents would cotton on eventually. And I was upset. The fact I was completely, you know, wasted, and you know, my body, a fourteen-year-old boy's body's not designed to sip straight vodka, and then, uh, no. you know, that kind of uh, set me into a bit of a state. So after we went inside, um, uh, if you can remember, my dad's sink was, if probably like thirty centimeters deep or something. It was. Oh, oh my god! Basin, <laughs> I forgot this is where it goes. <laughs> How can you forget that? And yeah, basically. Um, after he kind of wiped his glasses full of tears, he um, for the steam. Mr. Tom Bromley uh, <laughs> filled the sink with uh, with vomit. It was and like red, wasn't it? it I yeah, it was, like it was red because you had probably... a curry before. I think. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we mixed the vodka with something like Fanta as well, perhaps. Or I assume we were. Or Maybe squash. fruit twist. Fanta fruit twist. Yeah, maybe. That's yeah. I mean, that's what's a very dangerous thing to do, yeah. isn't it? Mixing vodka with squash is really masks the flavour. But yeah, I just and remember strength. seeing the, the sink absolutely full of sick 
And then Tom just kind of fell to the floor and just started crying again. And then he just started screaming for Andy. Like, get Andy, I need Andy. Who conveniently only lived four minutes up the road. He did, yeah. So we called Andy. That's how close we were. Yeah, literally. Um, We called Andy. Andy came running without a shirt on for some strange reason. (laughs) Fuck, you remember this well. Yeah. um, And then he was just like, Tom, it's all right, mate. It's all right. Steve Steve won't be mad. He won't (laughs) be mad, mate. I think he was nurturing you in his arms. He was. Yeah, he was. I seem to recall when he came, though, I didn't want to see him kind of thing. I was so confused. I was was completely blasé about it. Yeah. I can't remember what happened after that though. Um, I can't remember who cleaned up the sick. Uh, Regardless, I, I don't think. Wards. I don't think anything. I think it might. Have been I think it was Matt. I mean, I, you know, but at this point, Matt Ward was often in our young years the instigator. This very like heavy drinking, <laughs> and uh, you know, of course, we were all accountable for our own yeah. actions. But Matt, you know. Especially liked to drink in his younger years, and he could. He, he likes to drink in his older years. <laughs> well, yeah, he still likes to drink now, but he could really neck it back, couldn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah, and it was often I feel like with me and Matt when we were young a bit of a uh, competition as to who could outman each other a bit still bravado. is, mate. still is. And uh, you know, often if Matt would drink, you know, two cans of strong cider, I would, and mm-hmm. it would often end up with me being in a much worse state than him for some reason. I think possibly he's carrying a bit more timber or something. I don't know, but yeah, he wasn't like I mean, I think that definitely geared us up for the future as well for drinking because mm-hmm. I think when we started actually going out properly, I mean, we'd still get drunk and stuff as like younger kids but uh it didn't it took us a little bit what a bit longer to get drunk maybe we were a bit more adapted to it than others and also we'd had those like really embarrassing nights while i was crying and you know smashing fences and stuff when we were young in small groups in like quite a safe environment Mm. so when we did start going out you know when we were 17 and used to people's ideas and you know 18 of legal drinking age we kind of had those epic flops of alcohol and it didn't really happen after that to the magnitude it did no, in the younger no, years. No, no. You know, like other examples of doing kind of, you know, staying out all night. I remember when Jordan, uh, Jordan, Jordan, what am I saying there? Jordan <laughs> had got very uh, intoxicated one night and fell asleep in the uh, mm. Tesco's customer toilet. That was actually my birthday. For, it was one of my birthdays. You were there for hours, weren't you? And that really <laughs> shut you up because yeah. you woke up in the Tesco toilet Horrible, in the pitch yeah. black on your own after being heavily uh, inebriated. And, um, so, yeah, I'll say what I can remember from that night. So that was that's probably one of the last nights I properly smoked weed. Yeah, um, I remember smoking a fair bit of weed. We had the bong then. It was your well. birthday, wasn't it? It was my birthday. Yeah. We all there was like we all met up at Shorty Fields. Yeah. Um, and we were playing like that two tote pass or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Stupid again. Or three two one or something. So, yeah, like. something like that. Something just to get your highs. Yeah, and like weed kind. is just that kind of drug that you just don't. It doesn't hit you straight away, so you just keep having more and then it will eventually hit you. What I remember is that we, I can't remember who was driving, but I remember a car rocking up at Shorty Fields. Uh, and there was probably, I don't know, 10 of us maybe? There was quite a few of us. There was quite a few of us. Maybe two cars rocked up. Um, I'll let Paddy in. Don't worry, it's me. All right. Um, yeah, I just remember cramming in this car um, and in the back seat there was literally like six people. So I remember just being squished up against the side with the window down like going down down the road it's just like probably proper high nice. and yeah it was just like I started feeling proper just gone we went into Tesco's um, and I don't even remember like I remember going into the toilet and being like I just need to sit down I sat down on the uh, on the toilet like with the seat closed 
I remember just looking at the floor, like my head was just spinning and just being like, that looks far com more comfortable than where I am right now. Oh, you sat on the floor? No, so yeah, so I was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to lie, I'm just going to oh, sit on the floor, yeah. That's so dirty. It was ridden. <laughs> yeah, no. no, it was a disabled toilet, so it was a bit clean. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I just remember kind of just sitting there, and then I heard, um, I can't remember who it was, like one of you guys just like banging on the door, like, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. Um, and I just kind of ignored it completely. Um, and yeah, then I woke up like half an hour later and just walked home. Yeah, because I remember feeling bad, but I also, I feel guilty because I had forgotten where you'd gone. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if you came with us yeah, to yeah. Tesco or not. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I was in the same car as you or not. And then I think we actually drove past you did you? Walking down the Birmingham road, and we're like, okay. is that Jordan? I'm like, oh shit, Jordan, where the fuck's he been? And then I think either Bonello or someone had spoken to you, and then we got the story out yeah, that yeah, you'd yeah. fallen asleep in the toilet. I yeah. think that's the more worrying thing, that everyone else was so high that we didn't realise that we'd gone to the supermarket with Jordan and not left with him. Yeah. Like mm. the fact that there was eight people and we were all so stupid from smoking weed that no one had the brain we were drunk and high we were drunk and high so we were on a I didn't hold it against anybody if anything it was my own fault for like it just taught me that like weed wasn't really my my thing mm. and it everyone's had those kind of nights though even without weed like just yeah, being too yeah, drunk where yeah. you just need a bit of alone time and no, uh, exactly. some time to yourself so you go and lie in the toilet and yeah, yeah, yeah. people get fucking angry for you, <laughs> at you because you've locked the only toilet <laughs> in the place but I think we were lucky in the fact we kind of experimented with, you know, substances like weed from a very young age mm. when we were at your dad's house, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, your dad's stash, if I'm allowed to say that, yeah. which we were lucky that it was quite, you know, weak cannabis mm. and it enabled us to, you know, probably smoke a bit too much, but not be in a really crippled state. Yeah. Um, yeah. We kind of all, were I guess we were lucky to have got that out of our system from a very young age. Mm. It's a blessing and a curse. My mum actually found uh, a bit of weed that she saved from mine, from really? me. And it was some, some of your dad's or something really? that you'd given us or something. And I'd had it in a little plastic bag and she's like, look, I've still got this. And it was so dry. Really? And I was like, ah, oh, it's... But you I stole just, that one. Let's back off and just smoke that. No, nah, I, I would. I would have done if I was still smoking, but mm. uh, not anymore. But I yeah, in the shed. We'll, we'll get onto the shed um, Ooh, after. We um, do need to get onto the shed. But yeah, I remember my dad finding because we used to have a shish pipe, didn't we? And oh, yeah. Finding like some tin foil that we used for the shish pipe, and honestly thinking that we were smoking crack. <laughs> Your dad did. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I guess that doesn't look so good, really, because, like, shisha you wouldn't know what it was. There, back in the day, we loved a good shisha. I don't know who got us into it. I feel like Bowers had a shisha pipe it very early on. And, yeah. like, we used to, like, pose in his balcony, you know, with the shisha pipe, sunglasses, yeah, tank top, couple of beers, and think we were, like, you know, made men. <laughs> I remember going to Bowers, and he had the Red Bull shisha, and then something another flavoured, and then his mum would come out with chicken wings and bear mayonnaise mm. and shit. It's fucking dank. But yeah, Bowers was definitely the one to get some to shisha pipes. But yeah. I think... Do you remember the first time we smoked cigarettes at all? Uh, I do, but it, but it wasn't with you guys. No, mine wasn't with you guys. Mine but... was in year eight. Uh, a no, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say, actually. It was in year seven. Likewise. Uh, so 13 years old, at a sleepover at a guy's house called Harry Kashani. Yeah. And his parents were very heavy smokers. 
and we'd like slept in this living room, you know, standard stuff, watching stupid TV. And his dad had like put out a cigarette and there was like half a medley in the ashtray. Oh, and then we no. kind of looked at each other and said something along the lines of, you know, should we just like try it? So I remember sparking the cigarette, each having a burn and just like bit like, oh God, that tastes horrible. Yeah. And then, you know, I hated it. Uh, and that kind of started from there, you know, yeah. when you were out with your friends, kind of 14, 15, having a few cheeky beers, mm. you know, we, we all kind of casually smoked back then, which is ridiculous because none of us really casually smoked now. Which again goes back to us wanting to be older than we were. Yeah, we there thought was it was like, cool, didn't we? Yeah, we, 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 there's no time for it. You've got to try something new. What was know? your first smoke cigarette? Um, mine was with Jack Allen and Jack Baker, who were both oh, okay. in my form. And we'd got a cigarette from somewhere. And we ended up going up to the bus. And we ended up just taking a detour when my brother came up with Christian, and maybe Romney actually. Mm. And we ended up just going and smoking it. Probably smoked like one or two bands each. Mm. Both, we were all in year seven. And yeah, didn't think much about it to be honest. Mm. Thought it was pretty disgusting. And then from there, basically, it kind of, um, I, I'd try like menthols and stuff. Like me and Baker would get menthols and then with Hattie Thompson, because she used to smoke mm -hmm. from quite a young age. Yeah. And I remember when I was with her, I ended up smoking so many fags and just feeling dirty. <laughs> like, it was such a, it's such a, so disgusting to think of like a 13, 14 year old boy smoking. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? What about yourself, Jordan? I can't fully remember when I first properly tried it, but my first memory of cigarettes was finding a pack of my dad's silk cuts, like a 10 deck mm. in like a drawer or something. Um, and just being really intrigued by it and having like a lighter or matches and just, just kind of lighting it and then like being like, oh, I shouldn't have done that and then like putting it out quickly. Um, and that kind of built up and built up um, until like, I took it outside and like tried it. I can't remember how I, how I felt about it, but then my next memory is um, getting like an actual 10 deck of Royals and like really slowly like smoking them and then obviously that that has gone on to and then every time after like, I had that experience with the weed um, every time somebody you know, I'd be around somebody smoking um, weed I'd smoke cigarettes okay. so that's why I probably got more addicted than than you guys did um, yeah that's probably true I mean it's like that whatever is forbidden mm, makes you want it more massively yeah like, don't press the red button okay uh, now you've put yeah, the thought in, yeah, yeah. I want to press the red button. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, I don't know how we got into smoking, but uh, now you know. Well, yeah, the narrative was kind of uh, all-nighters, wasn't it? And that was just kind of one of the things we're doing. It's one of the parts we're of it, staying up, Bring know, us back. A few Bring us hands, back. A few cigarettes, maybe a few cheeky joints. Do you remember uh, popping some Pro Plus as well? Did no, you never do that? No. Did you not? No. I vaguely remember. I never liked Pro Plus. I always felt dodgy. It always gave me a stomachache or something. Did it? I can't remember how I felt. I just remember feeling buzzed off it. Really? Yeah. Um, I remember we, I guess McDonald's in town would close. I mean, the only places I can think we ever went to, we'd never go to a bar, obviously. Oh, no, no, no. We might try, to, we'd go to the shell garage quite frequently. Oh, do you remember? Terrorise the people that would work there. <laughs> Ralph. Is it Ralph? The famous He's Ralph. He's still there. He is. He's, I he's saw him there. He's literally still there. No. He served me the other day, literally looks like he hates me. 
Do you reckon he recognises? Probably, yeah. There aren't many black kids around Stratford. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but no, I remember yeah. stealing fire, fire lighters. Shit, I do lighting remember Lighting them and kicking them down the street. What was the point? <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. It was like a ball but of what fire. did you learn from it? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> it was cool to kick a ball of fire. I guess so. Um, we did all sorts of crazy shit like that. I mean, one of my Vegas memories, just on a little bit of a tangent, was we did that thing that you always see in like cartoons or American TV shows or films where someone would take a shit in a bag and then you'd roll up the bag so it's closed, mm. light the bag on fire and put it on someone's doorstep. If you're listening to this and you had that happen to you in Stratford... I'd say there's about a, there's a 5% chance it was us. We only did it once that I remember. I'm pretty sure I remember which house it was as well. I do. I vaguely yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to go into the, which house. But it was quite close say, to where we are. Right it was now, close. It? Yeah. it was close. We're in who, close proximity. The question is, who did the shit? I can't remember. I know who exactly yeah, did it. Yeah, I did. Do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was it... His surname rhymes with Bumfrey. <laughs> was it? I thought it was. Absolutely. Was it? I thought oh. it was, yeah, because I remember. I thought um, it was who rhymes with sword. I was going to say sword as well. Sword? Yeah. It was either Bumfrey's or sword. Because <laughs> uh, I remember them getting loads of tissue paper from McDonald's and stacking it with uh, tissues. So oh, that really went up the flames. But I remember watching it after even one of those two had lit it. And then seeing the person we open the their bush, door, wasn't it, we? we were hiding in a bush, yeah, and I remember looking at it and just thinking, like, this is just wrong on mm. so many levels. Because the person looked at the bag on fire and there was just a, com- a look of compute, complete uh, bewilderment and confusion. And then even at 14, I remember thinking, that no, this is not funny. There has been times like that, isn't there, where you automatically just think, I'm, sure I'm not doing this, yeah. I'm not doing the right thing here. Mm. This is too far. But that's what taught us, though, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. I mean, like we said, that was the only time, one and only time that I've ever done it, and I expect you two have ever done it. Well, you were a, a, a bystander to a happening. You technically did do it. I guess so. But yeah. you're equally wrong if you don't stop someone from doing it. You sure, know. sure. It's, it's what's like group mentality, isn't it? You know. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure we encouraged them probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also have vague memories of doing all nighters and sitting underneath the uh, Sanctus Bridge. Like where Sanctus Bridge is, we'd go underneath and just sit on the slope yeah, yeah, yeah. and do whatever. We'd I just guess. go to all the places that we... We'd drink cans. We, I mean, we'd drink yeah. cans no matter what or something. Um, we'd go to all the places we'd normally go to, I guess. But they were just more exciting than... than, than they right. were. They felt more scary as well. Yeah. Like We knew we, we weren't really breaking any laws by being out, but mm. we felt like we were. Not at this point, anyway. No. No, no, um, not at that point. <laughs> we, we tested the line of break, like breaking the law for a long time when we were kids. Well, yeah, let's trespassing is to... breaking the law, isn't it? I think we probably yeah. did a lot of that. You know, uh, perhaps sneaking round the grounds of certain schools locally because mm-hmm. when you're fourteen, that's exciting. You know. Yeah, I wanted to go to. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but I believe the family was the Campbell Baldwin Mansion. Oh yeah, which yeah. was which was a family that I think they were the governors of our primary school. Mm. Basically, the, the grandma was or something, and they would have a big mansion not far from us in Shotbury, and they were moving out. So we saw it as an opportunity to go onto the grounds. They had a massive grounds basically, 
and we'd go and explore it. This is when we're a bit older now. Uh, we're all at high school and stuff, and uh, they boarded up all the windows and whatnot. So we we kind of had a look at it and kind of mm. knew that we wanted to go there. I vaguely remember us. There was like a field next to it with horses in, mm. and we'd get petrified <laughs> by the horses because yeah. they would chase us as well. Yeah. It was scary. And um, I think it was Jason Holmes. Was he? We were running, and he was, he was like, I can't remember what he shouted, but I remember crack, it cracking me up as a kid. <laughs> And there was a like an abandoned car there. The Bromley would go sit in. We'd all go sit in. Because Bromley was in the car. Because he was, he was just on the steering wheel to drive. Well, I'd love to know the story behind that house. I'm actually googling it now because it's, it, hall, it's been it? knocked down, and now there's a housing estate there. But like, what was the story behind that house? Because it was just huge in the middle of Shottery. They, they like live a, there. The Campbell Baldwin's live there. It was like a manor house. I've literally just googled it, and yeah. it's uh, it was a nice house, and it was massive, basically. It was a big, like, square-looking building, from what yeah. I remember. That's right, Jordan. I've Googled it, and it's at Shottery Hall. Shottery uh, Hall yeah. And it was inhabited by the Campbell Baldwin family during the 70s and 80s. And there was a, uh, a mysterious fire at the house. Oh, wow. um, but, yeah, it was built in the late yeah, 1800s. Yeah, the mysterious fire happened not long before we went in, or maybe after. Yeah, I think it might have been after, you know. Because um, um, I remember going there one day, and just thinking that... Because it, it started off, I swear, just as like a shuttery thing where we'd go and just have a little look but then one day we went and it was after school and there was just loads of kids from high school there yeah I remember there being Do 30 remember? kids there yeah, 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 like yeah. literally there was so many and it was so dangerous because it was it like was. a it was like a construction site it was a construction site yeah there was um, diggers and all sorts yeah, there yeah, but yeah. we basically ripped down one of the metal uh, the wooden boards yeah. and all climbed in through the window yeah, because yeah. like I mean it's pitch black we couldn't see a thing really yeah. And we ended up going upstairs and stuff. And I remember just thinking, like, this should be scary. Mm. But the fact is, there's, like, 30 people yeah. in the house. So it's not scary. And it's exactly. also not that fun. Yeah. Once there's more than, like, six or seven people, yeah. it becomes a little bit less entertaining. Because I feel like when there were six or seven of us, mm. we were collectively experiencing something together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When there's 30 of us, the whole world might as well know. Exactly. We broke into quite a few different places though, didn't we? We did. We did indeed. I remember the... I don't know why or how we even did it, but there was that house opposite near Sword's house. <laughs> <laughs> where, which was... Fat Sword. Yeah. I think, was it up for sale or was it... It was a rental property, but they didn't have any tenants in or something. Yeah. And... We decided to like start sleeping there, didn't we? You so remember? The, how did were we, we get in there? Where, where were we? Were we staying at someone's house or were we doing an all nighter? Uh, I think what we told our parents is we were staying at someone else's house. Yeah. And then what we, does, what we did sure. was we kind of like opened one of the windows and then we just all slept in one of the spare rooms in this like, empty rental house. Well, it took us yeah. a while to get in and we pried one of the windows open. Yeah. And then once one of us had opened the window, I think. We all went through the back door, maybe? Or did we all something like that. I just remember getting a load of firelighters and stupidly like lighting them in the room that we were all sleeping in yeah. as a fire. So having them just lit and pretending, oh yeah, we've got a nice fire and like, oh, it'll keep us warm. I was absolutely freezing the whole night. It was and a cold remember, winter night and yeah. I think there was... Us three, were you there that time we did the firelighters? I remember struggling to breathe one night in the rooms. So yeah, I guess yeah, that was it. Yeah. And then there was... Matt Ward and Sunjin were there. Yeah. 
And then, so we basically went in and I think we were probably drinking and mm -hmm. eating stuff and yeah. just generally just chatting, smoking, listening to music. And yeah, we, you ended up setting some firelighters on in the middle of the room. And I guess we- There was we carpet were, on the floor as well. I don't know why we did it. Yeah. So stupid. And I'm just waking up and just like all of us were just coughing black shit. Yeah. I remember like disgusting. we slept there one night. I did the room, the uh, door to the room full of its hinges and it almost like oh, it decapitated George Taylor or something, <laughs> didn't it? Because the did, door just yeah. went like bam on the floor and we're like, what the hell? It did. That's that would have scared the shit out of me. I can't remember <laughs> that, but I bet it did. But so someone went home. I'm not sure. It's difficult to remember all these times, really, because mm. I think we did a lot of the same things. Mm. So, like, we, even if we it was the next week, we did exactly the same as what we did the previous and yeah. the one before. And they they all do kind of blur into one, but it's every now and again you have a moment where it's like, okay, mm. that one stood out to me. And yeah. some of it, selective memory, you probably try and block it out because you think mm, probably should have done that. It's good yeah. to get like other people involved. Like it'd be good to get um, Matt Ward and even George Taylor and Andy Humphreys like on the podcast so that because even just getting Tom on today, he's like made us remember certain things that. And he's now gonna have a lunch break, so you can speak about <laughs> them. Yeah, so he's, he's made us remember certain things that we might not have remembered. Absolutely, yeah. It's always nice to have different voices and stuff. And I mean, this podcast has been a bit of a, a rambling fest, but I feel like we just want to try and lay the groundwork for something special in the long run. Mm. And it's nice because we've been friends for so long. Yeah. That's free. And uh, collectively, we've got a lot of stories to tell and it's nice to reminisce. And I think we can look backwards to go forward, you know? Yeah. And, um, that's about all the, everything philosophical no, no. I've got to say. <laughs> and I think over time, the structure um, is going to come for this podcast. We'll be able to actually stick to a topic and not just go off left, right and centre. But I think at the moment, it's about, it's about getting us used to talking and chatting and reminiscing about certain things that we might not have reminisced about before. Yeah, I mean, this might not be the most entertaining thing to listen to us discuss our technique in recording a podcast because it's going to come with time and I mean you hear that that's just me tapping on the table and sometimes you're just going to have to hear that but I think people appreciate like honesty yeah because like if we're trying like if we're trying to be perfect and trying to get the podcast like as good as we possibly could the first time it's not going to happen we've got to be realistic and be like we've never fucking done this before mm. it's going to be a bit shoddy to start with but it will be good in the end. Yeah, I mean, people love um, burgers and stuff, but sometimes it's nice to have a cheese and ham toasty. That's you know? so true. That's, and like, that's exactly what I was we're thinking. ironing out the kinks yeah. one step at a time. <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, I wanted to go into like a, a little bit of uh, a question round. Okay. By question round, I mean I've only got one question. Okay, God, that's you. Just for like the end of the podcast. And I was just thinking, what was like, the scariest moment you've ever experienced. So maybe it can be supernatural experience, maybe it can just be not supernatural. <laughs> but I'm just wondering like, yeah, what is the scariest moment you've ever In general ever or? In general. Because if, oh, if I was gonna lead off, I think, yeah, go on, um, I mean, 
there's been plenty of scary moments mm. in my life, but two two stand out to me just off the top of my head thinking yeah. now. And one was when we were younger and actually I start with the other one. One time it, I think it was just me and Kebab and we were driving to find somewhere to smoke a joint. Mm. Uh, this would have been quite a few years ago now. And we ended up going to Alveston after dropping off Olsey. Okay. And we knew that there was a spot basically near some farm. And like as we got we got out of the car and uh, started walking down this path and it was basically pitch black. I could see like a massive field that went back for like acres to the left of me. Mm. And then I could hear a river in the background. But as we're walking, I just look in front of me and I see about 10 sets of red eyes staring at me directly in the path. And I'm like, oh my God. And it takes care of a second to like see them. It goes, fucking hell. And we freeze for a sec. And then like, we just kind of stare at them for a while and then realise that it's a load of sheep. Oh, it was a load of sheep in the, basically on the drive. And uh, yeah, they just, on you or no, we couldn't even see the light on them. It, so I don't what, know what, what it was. was the eyes were just glistening for some reason. And Are you sure I, you weren't like, high at the time? I probably was high, but we def- I definitely saw that. That sounds um, hectic. Yeah, I mean. Go on, then what's the other one? Um, the other one was when we were kids, and I think I was staying around Bromley's house when he lived in Snitfield, if you remember that oh, one. Oh, I think I remember that And, um, like there were some pikeys or something that came down in a van, and like, I was on a scooter, and like these pikeys in a van just started shouting at us, and like they were beeping their horn and stuff, and like, there, there was like probably like six people in this transit van. And uh, they just started shouting at me, Bromley. I think maybe Bromley's sister was there. And like they were just shouting at us down by the Snitfield school. And I remember just getting back on the scooter and just crying as I went back up to Bromley's house. Do you remember that at all? Like loads of pikeys like in advance, like beeping at us and like chat, like. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. We just basically, I just asked a question like, what's like the most scariest experience you've ever had? Oh. Crikey. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, Just off the top of your head, something that comes to mind first. Oh, what, from like these kind of all-nighter scenarios? It doesn't have to be an all-nighter, no. That's cool. Um, if you've got one, Jordan, go for it. Yeah, what about you, Jordan? Go first. Um, there was one moment, it was when I was um, in my dad's caravan in, um, in the garden with Johnny Magrove. Mm. This was probably after our times and stuff, when we were probably like maybe 17, maybe 18. And we'd been playing um, like PS4 or PS3, I think my PS2 actually, um, for like ages, for hours. It was really late at night. We kind of go out of the caravan. Um, and as soon as we kind of like turn the, turn the corner, it actually pitch dark. We hear like a noise, which can only be described as like a like a cockerel. Okay. And it makes it. I'm not going to do the noise, but it makes like a cockerel sound. Right. So we absolutely yes, like literally something like that. So we like jump out of our skin and kind of like huddle together and like start walking through the garden. Um, We get to the gate uh, where my dad's gate is. Open the gate. and like you know, there's the backtrack mm. down down the back, which is always a bit sketchy at night. The yeah. backtrack is horribly sketchy. Yeah. 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 So we, yeah, we kind of get like go out the gate, 
close the gate, I lock it up, and we get onto the backtrack. Soon as we get onto the backtrack, we Car start walking down. So we're walking down towards Brownlow Drive. Yeah. We hear the cop call behind us. What? Like really close fucking behind us. Oh so without God. looking back, both of us just fucking bomb it down the backtrack. We run all the way to the shell garage before stopping. What do you reckon um, it was? Just I have an animal. no idea. Just an animal that spooked you? No idea. Mm. Could so have that, been a fox. What, could have been a fox. Yeah, yeah, because foxes like they scream, do make really weird they? noises. But it yeah. was just the fact that it was like following us, and we felt like it was following us. Sketchy. Yeah, yeah that was fucking horrible. What about you, Bobby? Um, am, am I right in thinking that I've got a memory of being at your house in Snitterfield? Yeah, and people trying to break in. People trying to break really? in. Likewise, yeah, I've got that memory. Yeah. I didn't remember that. Do you know what? What, like opening the doors? Open the window. They're at the window. Yeah. I've got that what, memory. What did my parents say? What were they? I can't remember. Were they awake? Or? I don't think so. I just remember being in the lounge. lounge. We're in the lounge, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember what? that. Yeah. Why do I not remember that? I think, <laughs> we, I think we might have even made it up <laughs> as people were trying to break in. But like we were like, they're at the door, they're at the window, or something yeah, was going yeah. on. We were scaring ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Actually, we might have just made it up. It's likely. Because if you don't remember that, like you, it's I don't likely you wouldn't. How old were you when you were at Snitterfield? Uh, we very young. Still in primary school. Yeah. Because we rented it before mum and dad bought the house where they live now, mm. and uh, yeah, like ten, eleven. Right. Yeah. Which so is probably why I can't remember. Scar- scariest moment for me. Do you remember that time? Okay, it's, this is sounds ridiculous, but it's in your garden again, where like I've got super, another one for your. We're garden. super young, and like your mum was banging that spoon off the bottom of a wooden pan, and she kept on like banging it, and it was to say like it was dinner time or something, but we didn't know what the banging noise was, <laughs> so we're just hitting your shed, and the banging noise was getting closer and closer. Do you remember? We're like, what's that noise? <laughs> what's that noise? I'm pretty sure it's just me and you and Jordan, and then we. It was coming closer and closer because your mum was trying to say dinner time. And it ended up with her just banging this spoon really loudly at the bottom of his pan outside, outside the shed. And we're like, man, we're going to have to go out and see what it is. And we kind of burst through the door together expecting to find God knows what. And it's just your mum. But like, we full on scattered ourselves out over it. I have no memory of that whatsoever. It, it was, yeah, it was Do like, you remember that one? No, it's just me I and you. Don't know. It was just me and you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I definitely don't. Know. Yeah, I don't know why that comes to my mind. It's not particularly scary, but I just remember at the time being really scared by it. Was it a night though? No, that dinner time. <laughs> yeah, that's not what you to. But I'm sure there's there's much scarier moments. There is one that just comes to mind first in your garden that I I just thought about, and I'm surprised I missed it to be honest because we were all involved. I think Bromley was more involved than us. Oh dear. So basically, we're we're doing an all-nighter, mm. and we're in your dad's transit van, which used to be at the bottom of the garden. Oh, okay. This is when I was staying at the shed with, like, Sean and uh, Baker and... No. No? Different, different, different. This wasn't when you... This wasn't when we got in the, oh, ta- okay, the okay. transit and moved it. We're staying in the transit. That is a great source of another time. Um, we're all in the transit. Yeah. So I feel like it's... Me, you, Bromley, Andy, uh, maybe Matt Ward, Mark Tugger Ferry, mm, and maybe, um, I feel like a girl was there. Was it Stuart? Stuart was, might have been there. Maybe Stuart was there as well. I've, 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 I have a feeling there was a girl there, but maybe I'm mistaken. 
Um, so basically, we're in the van, the transit van, and we're all just chilling, trying to get to sleep and stuff. And uh, it's a tight squeeze; it's not comfy. <laughs> and I think Bromley and Mark Tagliferi and maybe Wardo decide to go out for a walk somewhere. And we're all in the van, and we're trying. We're just collectively talking and passing out, basically. And then all of a sudden, we like hear something like tapping on the van, and I remember thinking. <laughs> and Andy's asleep like at the bottom and then because at the back of the transit van there's two windows so we were dreading that any figure appears at those so like we go and look in the front like hiding over and we can't see anything outside because it's pitch black and then a load of rocks just land on the roof and we, we all just drop to the floor and like what the fuck is going on and um, they clearly know we're in there yeah but we can't see who it is or whatever. For some reason, it never crossed my mind that it could have been Bromley, Tag Ferry or Matt Ward. Yeah, like really, if you think about it rationally, it wouldn't be anyone else. Exactly, <laughs> then it wasn't, no. And then we keep pranging, and I think you were really upset. You weren't enjoying it. And you were like, Get, wake Andy up, so I'm kicking Andy in the face, <laughs> trying to wake him up, and he's not waking up. Because he's probably all. smoked a bottom and passed out. Exactly. And then we're ringing Bromley, and I'm like, and people keep throwing shit at the van and Jordan's not liking it, but I'm just as scared. And Bromley's like, well, we'll be back soon, man. I'm in town, but we'll be back soon. <laughs> Clearly just like 20 minutes away from you. Literally street. probably around the corner. And like the rocks keep going on the roof. And I think at one point, it gets so <laughs> The van just starts shaking. <laughs> And we're rolling about, and Andy's going, fuck off, you fucking cunts. <laughs> and then I think at that point, it was like, okay, it's got to be them. And then you came back and played it completely cool. <laughs> did you suspect it was us that evening? I don't think I honestly did. I think there might have been a thought when you're shaking the band that it's got to be them. But you came back and denied it all. And I was like, I don't, I'm just glad it's over. It must have been hilarious. pretty convincing liars. You were, clearly, yeah. The ultimate deception. But I remember that was a scary night. That was a very scary night. I don't have any nights. I think like you that. actually went inside. I think a few of us went inside after that. We were totally. like, not staying outside now, fuck it. Yeah, that, that sounds like something I'd do to you. Though. I don't have any nights like that which really spring to mind yeah. where I just get got completely shook by something. Not for my rare. younger years. There's a, you know, in the later years, there's a few, but... You can go into your later years. No, 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 I don't want to muddle it. Time frames, man. Sure, this sure. is all about kind of, you know, 14, 15, all night kind of I'm stuff. sure there were probably times that you were pregnant when you were young. Um, no, not really. Not that I can remember. What about, like, when... Mm, I don't know. When Bowers took... Yeah, but that's kind of later years, isn't it, really? That is kind of what started when we were, most of us, well, I was 15, you guys were 14. Mm. Bowers had just turned 16 and had, was learning to drive at Longmaster Airfield, which is a private property, everyone knows, you know, listening to this and they don't know where it is. It's a big airfield. Well, it was a big airfield, private property they've now put a housing estate on it, and our friend used to take his parents' cars there to learn to drive. And by 16, he ended up being quite a good driver. Also used to host Global Gathering. And, uh, yeah, Bulldog Bash, stuff like that, not once in airfield. Uh, 
R.I.P. And then, uh, yeah, so anyway, our friend Bowers, his parents had a few nice cars. Mm. They lived in apartments and the cars were, you know, quite away from their bedroom and he could drive at 16 and then it just kind of ended up with him driving us about when I was 15 and you guys were 14 and kind of that's where the real mischief started wasn't it from our kind of staying at your dad's house mm. all nighters where uh, our friend would pick us up in that you know like a mini Cooper S or a nice goal for a, a big Renault Aventime and um, that's when the real mischief started happening really well, hard to be joyriding the Renault um I'm quite glad that I never went in the car with him. Did, Did you not? Know? Yeah, never. Yeah. I mean, that was probably, I think, the most dangerous thing I've kind of partaked, yeah. partaken in, you know, as a, a very young person. That was the most against the law thing. Yeah. I'd probably, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's the most in my life, but I mean, it's like, at that time, it was so far past the point of mm. uh, being acceptable. But, and also, you know, he got quite a reputation for doing it and people from like our school and other mm. schools found out about it and everyone wanted to go out in the car with him because when you're 14, 15, yeah. not many people were able to go out in these cool cars with someone who's driving them, you know, really fast. Yeah. And, uh, We'd hang out with some random people back in the day, wouldn't we? Like a random person would just tag along for the night yeah. or something. And um, Yeah, I remember with the joyriding... Uh, we would listen to Addicted to Bass 2009 or something mm -hmm. and there would be a Hometown Glory High Contrast remix oh, which we'd always true. blare out and uh, yeah good, good times back then that old song can just kind of like, attach on to a memory isn't it? oh absolutely mm -hmm. yeah that's the power of uh, music but yeah I think we're very lucky to have experienced that and for no one to have been seriously hurt yeah. or, you know, uh, damaged a car or kind of had issues with the law. And it was, uh, you know, something I would seriously not recommend anyone to do. And if I, you know, my girlfriend's got a younger brother who's kind of at a similar age from, you know, he's 14, 15, the age which we're mostly reminiscing yeah. about now. And if, it, if I found out he was doing stuff like that, I'd be... Mm. I you know, I'd give him some it. stern words and you know, give him a good talking to him, make sure he never would do something like that because it's just so uh, so dangerous, man. And, um, but you know, you can't turn back time. It happened. Have to be transparent about it and uh, live to tell the tale. But definitely not something we're, we're proud of. But it was kind of uh, you know, a lot of us were egging you know this George to do that, and mm. uh, you know he he did do it many of the times. Yeah, I think that's basically what. Out of everything, we've just lived and learned from it. I'm glad we did it at the time, and uh, I wouldn't change a thing about it. But while we've only got one, well, we might have only one life. Mm. I'm glad we've done it at a young age, and we can say we've done it. Well, and I'm just past it. I'm and just glad we, we grew up in the time that we did. I would hate to grow up now mm. because technology wasn't was was up and coming when we were young. I mean, it's been up and coming from the late 80s but we we were before the rise of the iPhone and stuff like that we were we were premature to it and we would make dens and hang out all the time as you said on bikes and, mm. and none of that would be like a thing if no. we grew up now if we were teenagers now I feel I feel kind of sorry for the teenagers now because they'll never experience so many of those like simple like things that have kind of shaped our 
personalities mm. and morals, do you know what I mean? So, and do you know what, there are memories you'll always look back on while you can. And, uh, well, I think exactly, that's, yeah. I think that's where we should leave it. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, boys. Tom, thanks for uh, thanks for hosting me, guys. Coming on the podcast. To, uh, it's been an many more episodes of the leisure, future. Mate. I'll be a foot the, the first subscriber. Oh, that would be very generous of you. Give um, you a five-star rating. Yeah. Everything like that, which is good for the uh, algorithm or however these things work. Nice, nice. I'd um, I'd give you a free star for appearing on the podcast today. All right, thanks. You did your best. You don't, yeah, you you don't could, give you someone do a rating that. appearing on the podcast, <laughs> do you? The guests don't get ratings. a bit more, but it's all right. No, it's all okay. Right. You can come back in <laughs> 10 episodes or so. You know, yeah, give, it a, give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you for listening to the uh, Flat White and Black Coffee podcast. So is that what we're calling it? That's now, what yeah. we're going with, I think. So you don't want only one life podcast, or um, nah, it's a bit cringe. All right, two and a half mugs. Two and a half mugs is nice, but the spiffy adventures of Jordan Robinson, starring <laughs> Jabba Jones and Thomas probably. <laughs> spiffy. Um, um, yeah. Thank you for joining in, yeah. people. Keep if, an eye out for the next podcast. If you've managed to last until this point into the podcast, That's I don't know. I don't know who the fuck you, you are. You need to find some better to do, quite frankly. This is the point where we can start chatting absolute crap because no yeah, one's listening. Yeah, so yeah. We can just start chatting absolute crap. I don't think I'm going to yeah. listen to this whole thing back again. No, no. Oh my God, no. no. <laughs> absolute garbage, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> Tara. We love you all very much, and um, Subs- no, yeah, you need oh, a yeah. interaction. Subscribe. Subscribe. Hit the bell. For future notifications, leave a five-star review, and uh, you probably need to start up some social channels to promote this man, you know, but I guess you haven't got them yet. Hopefully the social channels come to us, you know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) send any any, uh, topics or questions you want to ask us, and we'll try and fit them into the next podcast. Yeah. Who's got the smallest dick? (laughs) Yeah. Probably. Alright, oh, cool. Oh, that doesn't make the edit. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright, and thanks for listening.